Welcome to Learn or Be Learned. This is the podcast show where I read books and show how you can apply it to your life. And like a true anthropologist, I dig up stories on what people are up to and how that can impact you as well. I'm your host, Shiva Danishaker. This is episode 12 and let's jump in. So this episode is on the book, Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. And this episode is going to be structured as so. A quick intro on the evolution of sleep, a rudimentary explanation of why sleep is important, and then we're going to mainly dive into the seven ways you can improve your sleep and sleeping habits. So let's just jump in. So you'd wonder, right, why sleep is so important? It seems evolutionarily, you know, useless, right? So why would we waste eight plus of the 24 hours a day we were given to restore ourselves? Well, that's exactly the answer. It's meant to restore, right, our body and our mind. And if we're constantly being overworked, we probably die at a much earlier age due to exhaustion. And there's no infinite energy, right? So we can keep eating food constantly, but without sleep, our body wouldn't heal from the wounds so quickly. The ability to consolidate our information wouldn't happen so efficiently. And, you know, it is really vital to our memory. So sleep kind of acts like a cool down mechanism for like an overheating computer. So do you ever notice when, right, when the computer is doing powerful energy consuming tasks and then it starts to get really loud and overheats and the fan is just annoying. Yeah, so that's because it's overworking, kind of like our brains would do as well. So think about that constantly without sleep, which is why kind of when you don't sleep for like three days, you start getting like crazy and whatnot, right? Then we diverted from monkeys, which means we were able to sleep on the ground, which was evolutionarily important because it gave us the ability to utilize REM sleep more efficiently. And REM sleep is mainly used to regulate our emotions and our EQ and intelligence. So as social creatures, this came super in handy. So let's talk about why not sleeping is a huge problem, right? Routinely, people who get less than six to seven hours of sleep demolish their health, right? It affects your immune system. It doubles your risk of cancer. If you get insufficient sleep, it's one of the key lifestyle factors in developing Alzheimer's disease. For those of you who don't know what Alzheimer's disease is, it's like the nickname is old timer's disease. It's basically a progressive disease that destroys your memory and other important mental functions when you get older, right? So your brain cell connections and the cells themselves that are supposed to um, regenerate degenerate and then die and eventually destroy your memory and other important functions. And this has, you know, led to memory loss, confusion, etc. Worst of all, there's no cure at the moment, but medications and managements do exist and they can help, but right, why risk it when you could avoid it altogether with just some more Z's, especially when, you know, sleep is great. You know, no one says I hate sleep. People might say I hate that I'm wasting hours sleeping, but No one hates sleep because it does make you feel so replenished. And also, the World Health Organization claimed that sleep loss is an epidemic in our industrialized nations at the moment, which is kind of crazy. Now, without further ado, let's jump into the main reason you're here, right? So Shiv, how do I get better sleep? Well, I'm glad you asked, and I'm glad you're here. Okay, so how to get better sleep. One. Let me start out by saying this is probably easily the most important, in my opinion, and Dr. Walker's opinion, and it is you should sleep at the same time every night. And this is so hard because weekdays and weekends seem like two different lifestyles, right? So on 
one end you're staying out late on weekends, but the other end you're going to bed early on weekdays for work. So I suggest if you sleep at 9 p.m. on weekdays because of work and let's say 11 on weekends because of school, college, late night, bars, whatever you're doing, Netflix, right? Choose either 11 p.m. every night or 9 p.m. every night. You have to adjust to one or give up the other. This is the trade-off in life, right? If you want great things, if you want the benefits, you have to sacrifice. I mean, you know, it, occasional deviations are expected and they're okay, but you should really consistently sleep at the same time. I find myself struggling with this one, but there was a long period of time when I had consistently went to bed at the same time and it was the most amazing regenerative restoring habit that I've ever committed to. So it's something I still work with and I work on, but you know, occasionally it does occur when you can't sleep at the same time. But that one's probably the most important one. But let's get on to two, exercise daily. This one's kind of self-explanatory, but studies show morning workouts give you better sleep. I like morning workouts because it gives gets me out of the bed immediately and it kind of I kind of get it out of the way and not make excuses later, so that's kind of why I do it in the morning. But it is supposed to give you better sleep, so studies show that if you want to look that up, if you want to fact check me. Three, avoid caffeine and nicotine altogether and alcohol before bed. So this one's a little weird, right? I, I, I mean, objectively, I'd say avoid all three altogether, but everyone picks their poison, right? So if you're going to drink alcohol, they say not to drink it right before bed because ironically... Even though most people do drink before bed or, you know, at night, this robs you of your REM sleep, which is the most important reason you're sleeping in the first place. So, and you know, REM sleep is important and it affects your memory, your learning, your mood. So college kids, watch out. Drinking on weekends before the exam might not be your best bet. <laughs> but avoid alcohol before bed. And it says to avoid caffeine and nicotine altogether. And Dr. Walker mentions this because they're stimulants and it makes it hard to sleep. But you know, I still like to drink coffee, but I'll drink it in the morning, right? Because caffeine, which I read a book on, caffeine has a half-life of five hours and can take about around eight hours to substantially get out of your system, but not completely. So if you drink past like 1 p.m., 3 p.m., you're entering this territory where it's still in your system. And even though you might say, hey, Shiv, I I can still go to sleep though. Yeah, that might be true, but it's in your system, which means it's robbing your REM sleep anyways. So this is more of a subconscious thing that you didn't know is existing. Let's move on. Four, avoid large meals and drinks before bed. So large meals can cause indigestion, which affects sleep, and large drinks can cause you to get wake up and have frequent urinations. So Dr. Walker suggests light snacks are okay, but they're not great um, because, in my opinion, they're not great because they can contribute to weight gain um, based off the nutrition research that I've done. And Altogether, large meals and large drinks aren't great. So moving on, number five, try not to nap after 3 p.m. This one's self-explanatory, right? Because, you know, it can make it harder for you to fall asleep. Six, relax before bed. You know, a bath, a hot tub, a warm shower, a light fiction book, some music, whatever you want. You can watch TV. I think TV is okay. It's just you have to do it right. You know, blue light is shown to stimulate the brain and wires it just as so if there is, you know, UV light from the sun hitting you. So you want to combat that with, you know, the quote unquote UV glasses. You know, you want to combat this with there's things on Apple where you can change the screen to dim it to more orange tone, which actually reduces blue light, which is great for when you're sleeping. So the more orange, the less blue, right? So or red, but, you know, it looks very orange. This helps with, you know, combating blue light and helping you unwind and go to bed easier. 
ideally you would say no TV, no blue light, but you know, some of us have their, have our choice. I like to take a warm shower, watch like a 20 minute episode at night because I finally, I get to unwind and relax because I save my, if at all, Netflix to the night, right? So then I put blue light on and I have blue light glasses. I don't know if that entirely helps, but I do know the screen color change does help. So try both of those out. That's what I do. Lastly, number seven. Remember, dark bedroom, cool bedroom, gadget-free bedroom. All of these kind of depend on who you are, right? So if you can't sleep with noise, light, temperature, these all affect you. But studies show that a cooler bedroom helps you for sleeping. And people with insomnia tend to look at clocks. So if you put like the clocks face down and put them away, you won't focus on the number and the time. So you won't get anxiety. You know, like I already mentioned, blue light, minimize gadgets and, you know, reduce blue light where you can. So these are just all suggestions on how you can improve your sleep. Because like we learned, sleep is essential to your longevity, to your mental acuity and clarity and your emotional stability. So if you only remember one thing from this entire episode, please, please, please try to sleep at the same time every night. It's hard, but it's probably the most worth it to you, to your future, to your productivity, to your success. And for those of you who are fitness geeks, if you work out and diet properly and do not sleep enough, you'll actually lose weight, but you'll lose it from lean muscle mass, not fat. Fun fact, actually. Which means you're going to look like a Pillsbury Doughboy (laughs) instead of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So... Take that information as you wish, and peace.